0: you are listening to the atlanta real estate forum radio show around atlanta edition showcasing the best of metro atlanta our communities the attractions and the special events that make atlanta great welcome to our virtual town square and now here are today's hosts good morning and welcome back to the
1: around atlanta edition i am your host todd schnick Joined by my friend and colleague, Carol Morgan. Good morning, Carol. Gosh, we've been doing this, what, over eight years now? And is this really going to be the first candidate for office that we've showcased on the show before? It certainly is. Are we opening a Pandora's box here?
2: <laughs> no, you
1: know, we're going to we're gonna, pretty we're gonna open it
2: and we'll just see what happens, I mm, guess. Let's see so. what happens.
1: But this gentleman has been on the show before Absolutely. and does represent a cool company that does good work in this town. So let's welcome Sammy Baker. He's the owner and founder of Contractor's Best Pest Solutions. He's also a candidate for State Senate District 45. Sammy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, it's good to have you. Appreciate you making time to join us. I know you're awfully busy running the business and running for office. So uh, God bless you for putting your name out there for <laughs> serving the public. So kudos to you on that. Uh, before we get into your run for office, which will be fun to talk about, take a, a few minutes and tell us a bit about you, your background, and, and give us the, the, the overview of Contractor's Best Pest Solution. How is that serving the marketplace? Yes. Contractor's Best Pest Solution, we
3: started eight years ago. I've been in the industry about 26 years. And at that point, we saw the real estate market rebounding. We saw that the building market had started rebounding. So it was just a perfect time to open a company on our own. I've uh, worked for very large companies in the past and developed for them. And so my wife and I talked about it. And we said, it's now or never. We're not getting any younger. So now's the time to do it. So luckily, she said yes and uh, helped me found our company.
1: And she supported the run for office, too. That's well, the harder decision to make.
3: <laughs> she said, are you not busy enough? Already?
2: <laughs> uh-huh. And you said?
3: I said, yes, I am, but we're going to add a little more to it.
0: Okay, I like that. Because
3: it's very important to us. Our kids are now having grand, we now have grandkids, and they now live in the same area that we do. And so it's very important to us to not only build the business and the things that we're doing there, but to keep uh, Northern Gwinnett, Gwinnett County, and our state. On a positive track, because now it's even more important than ever because we have grandkids scoring up there
1: also. Well, and a quick note, grandkids make great campaign operatives. Yes. uh, Uh, I've had to take some
3: pictures with kids.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Isn't that funny? Well, so Sammy's putting his money where his mouth is. He's not going to just complain about what's going on Mm -hmm. in Gwinnett County. He's going to work to fix it. So kudos to you on that. And then Sammy has been doing the pest service at my house for, I guess, eight years, if your company's eight years old. Yes. And I am probably on his scale of residential customers. I probably have the widest range of pests of anyone that he visits, and yes. um, the most. And it's, and, but but I don't have some of the most common ones. But yeah, it's always so he, when he first called me, "What do you have?" And I'm like, mm, "Everything, pretty much." He's like, "Oh, you you have ants." I'm like, "No, I don't have ants. I have everything, <laughs> but ants. I have fire ants, but I don't have ants in my house." So that's anyway. exactly right. But uh, it's kind of funny. So why on earth did you decide to run for state senate? And what is your you know what do you think you can contribute to the political arena?
3: yeah I've been very active in the Home Builder Association, both state and in Greater Atlanta. And so I see a real challenge with builders trying to build houses at an economical cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have design elements now that local control is really taking over, saying, "Hey, you have to put the garage on the back side of the house. Hey, you have to do this type shingle. Hey, you have to do this type siding. We have to do four sides brick." So they are really causing by the design element, the cost of housing to really go up. Mm-hmm. So it starts with the architect that has to draw it and redraw it and redraw it to get it to fit their design element bills. So we also now have a county that's decided slab homes aren't good. Right. So we're making the cost of a house go up thirty to possibly $50,000 per house. So when you're talking about we need starter homes, that's our industry right now that your chamber of commerce is bringing new families in, bringing industry in. These people are making twenty-five, maybe thirty dollars an hour. They cannot start at a four hundred thousand-dollar home.
2: No, that's not entry level. Well, and it's interesting. The county I live in have fought. A developer and some builders on the square footage of a home yes they wanted to build i want to say it was 1700 square feet which is in no means teeny it's not teeny. huge but they said oh no we don't want those in this neighborhood that's we correct. want them to be 2200 square feet or 2400 square feet and you know again that's another thing you can't get it to the price point because you know i guess 200 230 thousand is kind of the sweet spot that everybody's yes. trying to hit you can't hit that the bigger you make it the more it's going to cost
3: that is correct And, you know, after World War II, the average size house coming back was 1,250 square feet, three bedrooms. And it only had one bath. But nowadays, I think you can get two in and you can do a nice carport. Mm -hmm. So now you're back into a starter home that's in that 170 range to 200. And now we've got someone to start the American dream. The American dream is to own your own home. And then that is one of the biggest wealth builders that we have in America. So we are kind of cutting people out of that dream. And so we wonder some of the issues that we're having because we're cutting the young people. And I'm at that age now. I'm 60 years old. I don't want a big yard anymore. We want to spend time with our grandkids on the weekend. Maybe we're downsizing. So just. Building a home just like your neighbor is not the wise thing to do. And then we also wonder why we have a traffic problem.
2: (laughs) We have people driving
3: from Commerce all the way to Atlanta Mm. to have a job so they can have a home. And we wonder why we have traffic problems in our area. Why can't they live and work in the same community?
1: So just for the audience sake here. So he is running for a a, uh, District 45 in the Georgia State Senate. So he'll represent... uh, you in the Georgia legislature. So what are, uh, and this represents Northern Gwinnett. So yes. what are some other key issues that will be discussed and debated in this race?
3: Well, I think that's uh, one of the main issues is workforce housing, because we're trying to grow our house. I mean, grow grow our state through workforce. Yep. So we're bringing in industry, which is good. It's diversifying our economy for Georgia. I think education is always going to stay top of the list? How do we fund education? How do we make us be one of the better states in the country? Because when they're looking, the chamber's bringing people in, they're saying, where are you bringing the workforce from? Are they graduating from high school? Are they graduating from technical schools? And really, the area I think we need to work the hardest on right now, we have some really good colleges in our state. We need technical training. Mm. That is where we're running short and everywhere. And a lot of people don't want to go the route of four years of college and the high debt that that might bring them. In a year and a half, there, a lot of our technical schools are almost free. So if you get that job training and all of a sudden you start out at, you know, $30, $40 an hour, that's not a bad career.
2: Right. Yeah. And there is, and I can't remember exactly what, what it is, but there's hope money for technical yes, schools. Absolutely. So there's, there's, you know, yeah, it's just it's crazy out there. Well, let's talk a little bit about your campaign and your campaign platform. I know one of the things that you're pushing for are term limits for legislators.
3: Absolutely. I think that I'm going in with a goal and a mission of certain things I would like to really work hard on. I think once I get those things accomplished, then somebody younger than me needs to come in and maybe have some of the same eyes or new ideas mm-hmm. to help our state. I think if you stay in there too long, I think you lose your way. And I don't want to lose my way.
1: Makes sense. Well, it's so funny because I have an early background in, in politics and you know, and I just turned 50. And for most of my life, I was against term limits, not for the reasons that I was trying to protect Incumbents. It was more that well, voters have the opportunity to vote them out every term anyway, and so I want I want the power to be in the hands of the people. And if the, if their representative is serving them well, then they. Ought to, if they want, and if the candidate wants, they should be able to remain in office. But I'm I've changed my opinion on that. I hate candidates that get institutionalized and and it becomes their living and their sole existence. And that's not how our founders wanted representatives in government to
3: be. No, the way I feel is that we ought to have citizens running our state and actually our national. I can't do anything about that at the moment. But I think that we need citizens running. So here's the deal. I own a pest control company. Luckily, I slow down a little bit during the Mm wintertime. So I pick up right as the session is ending. I go back out and run my company. So if I pass bad legislation, I have to live with it. Mm-hmm. So to me, term limits are very important and also to be citizen government, not a politician. So as I'm running and I'm talking to people really quickly, they get the idea. That's why I put term limits on there is now. I think if you go to leadership, maybe you go two more terms in leadership and then you, you step aside too. there needs to be someone experienced in leadership so they know how everything works. But I would say after four terms, even in leadership, Mm
2: -hmm. I think
3: you ought to move on and let someone else come in and do something good. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, so you've you've basically, so so the same reasons for term limits for commissioners. Right. Same thing, let somebody else step aside someone else's turn. That's exactly right. Tell us about, I know one of your campaign platforms, again, is Keep Gwinnett's 287G. 287G, in effect. Uh What is that and why do you care about that or why should we care?
3: Yes, that's a uh, law that That we have an effect there. That if an illegal person comes in to our state and they commit a crime, then they are picked up immediately. Mm, okay. Okay. So a lot of people will say, "Well, we have immigrants. That why should we be picking on them?" You do not pick on them. They never get stopped. They never get bothered unless they break the law. That's when they get picked up. And here's the challenge: I have, as I work on work sites out in the new construction industry, we have a lot of friends out there. Right. They do not want criminals picking on them.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's a reverse effect. They Everybody wants to say, well, you're picking them. No, they don't want to be picked on by criminals in their own area. So they actually like the law. They don't dislike it. But There are groups that will tell you that, you know, this is terrible and all that. (laughs) No, it's really to protect them, themselves. And it really works. And we need to keep that in place. And just for our own children, so that, you know, someone doesn't commit crime that shouldn't be here in the first place. And they're a criminal coming from another country. So they're already criminal to begin with.
1: Well, and I still believe there's not enough small business owners in uh, the halls of all governments at all levels. So uh, as a small businessman yourself, what does that set of experiences uh, enable you to bring to the table?
3: Yeah, what it kind of gives me the experience of I started this company with not one customer. So a lot of times, traditionally, you go buy a business that's small and then you start it that way. We started with nothing and we built it up, our truck and our money and some equipment, and we just got her going. Now I had experience how to make things happen so that was good for my part but i would say that anybody who wants to start a business go work in that business minimum two to five years so you understand that business and then you won't fail or have as much of a chance to fail when you get going so if you want a subway go work in a subway for two years before you buy that franchise so you know if you like it or not if you can be successful at it government red tape regulations are a hindrance to small businesses Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of times I love our chamber, but sometimes the chamber spends more time working on big deals and big companies than they do the smaller companies. So I think we need to take down some walls so that more people can live the dream and start their own business. And it is very difficult. I can tell you that if it wasn't for my wife saying I got all the bills for three years and we're not taking anything out of our business, contractors best Pest solution would not
1: exist. Well, we're certainly proud of the Delta Airlines and the Coca-Colas right. and right. the UPSs and the Home Depots. But still, a significant majority of people who go to a job every day are employed by a small business. So mm-hmm. that's still critically important.
3: I think it's like 70%. It's yeah. a lot. It, it might be higher high. than that. Yeah, yep. Probably higher than that. So we need to protect small businesses and make it an, an opening for people to live that dream and start a company. And yes, I love the Deltas. I love our local companies and the Home Depots and they do a very good job, but we need to keep in mind that small businesses do not need roadblocks in front of them to get started. There's enough things that can go wrong. Mm.
0: Ty Pennington here for Jackson EMC. Did you know your heating and air system is one of the largest users of energy in your home? Replacing your traditional thermostat with a smart device saves you money while maintaining your comfort. Smart thermostats can do the decision-making for you by adjusting throughout the day to match your schedule and save you energy. Energy Energy-efficient living is about doing more while consuming less. For more energy-saving tips, visit JacksonEMC.com. So we've talked about what
2: some of the problems are. So, you know, kind of looking past the problems to the solutions, what do you think? Once, once you're in office, I'm going to mm-hmm. be very positive about this. Right. What will you be able to do or what will be some of your first steps to try to implement change as it relates to the home building industry and some of those roadblocks?
3: Well, I think the biggest thing is you need to like we have House Bill 302 that mm-hmm. we're trying to pass now. Right. So luckily, we had it in committee last year. And so some roadblocks came out because some misinformation was put out. Right. Um, that these, if you take away these design elements, then the house is not as safe. Well, we know that they're all built by international residential building codes. You have to build them to code. Right. <laughs> the aesthetics of the outside design of a house has nothing to do with safety issues. Correct. So we kind of had to get through that roadblock. And then this year it's in committees. So they're going around doing four visits to kind of talk about what our issues are and some good stuff's come out that we're probably three to four hundred thousand houses short in Ooh, workforce housing wow. so when we talk about places for people to live and for mm-hmm. them to afford a, a place to live we are very short of uh of starter homes or oh, workforce yeah. housing homes so now, is that that's th- the for start. the whole state yes okay that's for the and what was really surprising in this is that i was thinking that it was metro areas only well, no, it's in small towns, too. It's, it's all throughout our state that we have this need. So that's one of the first steps. But from there, it's really educating when we go into committees and we're talking behind that there really needs some somebody who understands small business, understands the building industry, the right. real estate industry, those things that I work with all the time, continually out in the field, that you give them good information And so we can make good decisions, Mm -hmm. not just special interest groups. that are coming, trying to push one issue or another that may or may not have a need.
2: Makes sense.
1: So, you know, as the owner of a pest solution... Company, maybe can get some of these pesky regulations out of our <laughs> out of our hair.
3: Uh, more than two or three people have said it that way. <laughs> <laughs> who's bugging you down at the Capitol? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: you have a lot of
1: slogans. I yes, we do. <laughs> All right. So, who's uh, bugging you? <laughs> how can uh, How can people support the campaign? They can obviously volunteer. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you're raising money, uh, helping spread the message. Uh, What else can people do and how do they do those other things?
3: Yeah, probably the biggest thing I've been surprised about is the amount of money I have to raise to Mm -hmm. run. It's actually quite shocking. So I have to get over the deal that I have to ask for help. So if I don't fund the campaign well, I'm not going to win. Whether I'm the right person or the wrong person, you have to get your name out. So the biggest thing probably off the bat is if they could donate or contribute, I don't care if it's $50, $75, anything they can do helps so we can help our community and I can move some things forward. Then next from that is I have lots of yard signs. So being active in the real estate market, I'm hoping I have a lot of real estate agents I do business with are going to help me in that area and a lot of friends. And we do go to a big church and very active in that church. So I'm hoping I get a little help there also. But other than that, the biggest thing is show up and vote. Mm-hmm. You would be surprised how many people do oh, not show up and vote in the primary. So the way my consultant has told it to me is you have X amount of people, 130,000 registered voters of that 70,000 will show up occasionally of that. Half of that will show up presidential campaigns and only half of that will show up wow. for the primary. So if you keep half and half and a half, and you're down to about 20 to 30,000 people will decide the primary when you probably have 130,000 registered voters in your
1: area. Yep. 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 Oh, you know, conversations like that I used to have, I, I'm with you on that. So again, to donate, to volunteer, to do other things to support the campaign, what's the website for that?
3: It's uh, electsammybaker.com, And on there, you can donate. On there, you can tell me you need signs. On there, you can tell me what type help you can give me in visiting a community. Uh, maybe have a breakfast, just have coffee and donuts, and let me talk to the people in your in your subdivision. Yep. Talk and, to your neighbors, uh, yeah. host
1: a coffee with your neighbors yes. is a that great way fun. to help a campaign that you support, not just Sammy's, but all campaigns that, that you're right. backing. That's a great way to do it. Uh, that face-to-face with a, with a real candidate and real voters is is the most powerful way to, to communicate a message. So that's another great way to support a campaign. And Sammy, uh, should anyone need to connect with you on Contractors Best Pest Solutions? How do they find that?
3: You can go to callcontractorsbest.com com is our website. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of information on there for you to read about our company, uh, how we we're founded, what our company philosophy is. The other is you can call 678 765 6525, and that's the office. So we can help you that way. So those are the ways to get a hold of us on the pest control side. And our biggest deals are we do. The termite letters, the home inspections as the houses are turning and all that, and that's a, a lot of what we do. And then, of course, some new construction for smaller and custom builders in our area or a lot of our business.
1: And if you live in District 45, you can uh, initially vote for Sammy in the, in the primary that will be in May 2020. That is correct. Do you have the actual date?
3: I think it's the 19th, but I'm not okay. positive. Don't right. quote me on that, but, but it
1: would be in Maine. I suspect you'll hear from Sammy in your mailbox. Uh, that is correct. will remind you when to get out and, and vote in that important election. Sammy, great to have you. Thanks for joining us, and good luck on this race.
3: Thank you very much for having me on the show today. I appreciate pleasure it. pleasure
1: All right. Well, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we'll look forward to seeing you again right here next week. And safe travels
0: as you're heading out for Christmas. We'll see you then. Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog, and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360. Or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show.